Hello, investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is The Two-Headed Serpent. It was written by Matthew Sanderson, Paul Fricker, and Scott Dorward, and it was edited by Mike Mason. It's available from the Chaosium website. Our game master is Matthew Sanderson, and this is episode 35. Now for the recap. You're listening to WITV Radio. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Matthew? Right. Thank you very much, Tom. So exactly where we left off, the lights go out. You are still awake. You're still conscious. What do you do? What the hell happened? Uh, um, <clears throat> you can turn the lights back on now. Um, what, something triggered. Could it be that the power was back from the the um, the building? No, something. These these look like pheromone detectors, don't you think? Odd. Kind of like the I, one you I built. I can barely see what you're talking about now. It's dark. Nah, did, did somebody maybe accidentally hit the light switch? I'll start feeling around the wall. I can actually see in the dark. Okay. Ah, in which case, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Um, odds. Vision starts to his eyes start to become more accustomed to the uh, the environment around him. Realize there is a degree of ambient ambient light. You can see there are slits in the walls that look like shutters over windows. And at the same time, as do, as the good doctor goes forward to try and reach the wall, 
you put your hands forward and there's nothing there. You reach a little bit further and you step forward and you, you bump into something that's kind of at knee height. And the distinctive squeal of metal upon metal as you hit what, what you think seems to be almost like a, a bed or a bed frame just gets pushed a few inches forward. And yeah, uh, odd as you're looking around, you're in a room that's kind of rectangular. Um, you can see there are six wireframe beds um, with what looked to be fairly beaten, fairly thin mattresses on top of some um, the spring frame. And beyond, on one side, there is a series of windows with slats that have all been uh, pulled down so that it almost eliminates all the light coming into the room. And there's a door on the opposite um, opposite wall. I'm and there's the six, the six or five of you in here, rather one empty bed. We're not we're not in the we're not in the tunnel anymore. I'm going to walk bed. over to one of the I, windows. How is that possible? It's a gate. Oh shit! We went in the gate. We weren't going to go in the gate. Uh, is there a way I can like pull one of the boards off of the window, yeah, or is that what um, it is? Or? It's a string um, or a little, um, I can't remember, my words are failing me, like a little pole that you twist. Ah, okay. And then as you do so, there's this blinding light that hits, um, hits you. And yeah, you, feel, you find yourselves in this room, the uh, paint peeling off the walls. It looks like almost the uh, wooden walls of an interior temporary structure. Um, outside as the windows open, or the slats open. Um, you can hear the sound of birds uh, crying. You hear the sound of insects and buzzing. And this not quite oppressive heat, but definitely significantly hotter than you were um, than you were above ground in New York. And very bright midday sun outside. Is there is there any way to tell how we got here? Is there like a big gate at the other end of the room? Or It, it looks like you're in a hospital ward room. Do I have my clothes on? Do I have my backpack? Uh, you might suddenly uh, need to give me a sand check because you're wearing the same clothes. Your backpack's gone. And as you start to look uh, look and pack yourselves down, all of you, you have nothing apart from no! the clothes you had on. I found that. Oh. Yeah, uh, also just give me the uh, the one point then to know how that. much that stuff is uh, you're attached to. But yeah, all of your equipment, all of your weaponry, all of your possessions, everything apart from the clothes you were wearing is gone. Is Mittens still with us? Yeah. Hmm? Is Mittens, Mittens still here? No, it is just the five of you. Guys, Where's we've got, Gabe? We've got really bad news, guys. The staff's I'm gone. Cursing in German at the top of my fucking lungs right No, 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 no. Quiet, quiet, quiet. I lost, I failed my sanity roll, and I'm, I'm, you just, fucking scheisser, and he's just, in which case, you could have grabbed my mouth, I'm, 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 I lost it right now. Uh, the yelling, you can hear something, and these walls are very thin, um, you hear movement in the next room as soon as Gerhard starts, uh, swearing and, say, projecting at the top of his voice. Okay, I'm gonna move. I'm going to move to the door. Is, is there a door that we're here to move in? On the other there side? is one door, and it opens inwards. We got to okay. get our story straight, guys. I, I'm going to crouch. I'm going to go hide to ambush anybody who comes in through the door. Just okay. tell them that tell them that we were trying to save Caduceus. I I checked the, the woven into my my coat. Um, 
is my spare kit that I have tucked on the inside fold still there? Uh, you find that there is a fairly almost scalpel-like cut and the pocket is empty. Oh my. Well, then they probably got this. <laughs> and the, the bad news is uh, yeah, but they've got the They've got the scepter. They got the. They've got the gate box. They got the Necronomicon. Dude, we're fucked. No, we got to make sure that they think that we're on their side. They're just taking all our stuff because they don't know who we are. We got to convince them that we were just trying to save the day. I look at Connor and just make. I'm like, you're gonna cut their head off. Someone's. you, You can see the handle turning and the door starts opening. And because there's plenty of light in the room, you get to see who it is rather than just being a silhouette outline uh, that it would have been if all the uh, if the curtains were st- uh, the blinds were still drawn. And this probably you think maybe early forties, late thirties um, lady, fairly round face, quite uh, frizzy uh, red hair, kind of peeks in. Uh, her nurse's outfit is fairly sweat stained and not particularly clean. Uh, she looks in and sees those of you that are up and about go uh, stood there and this look of surprise comes over her face oh you, you're awake I'll, I'll, well, I'll go and get the do- I'll, I'll go and get the doctor please please wait here um, is Connor doing anything hmm? yeah she's not surprised to see us did she open oh, no. the door uh, she kind of opens it about halfway and pokes her head in I grab it so, Okay. <laughs> the only explanation is that somehow we got teleported here. Of course, they took all of us. So, I guess a question uh, Am I a snake? Am I a snake? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or am uh, I. Your, your consumed likeness is still intact. Oh, okay. So, you have not. So, mechanically, you have not sorry, taken damage. Yeah, but we, it seems like we've been teleported here and dumped. That's what you're kind of Not necessarily on. dumped, but they've. They might think that we're just working for Caduceus. But cool. we've been so here if we for keep a while. whispering about it, somebody might overhear us. So let's just internalize that. Just don't blow it. Kick the nerves. <laughs> but we didn't go in a gate. Went in a gate, damn it. <laughs> yes, and I'm gonna lean over to Magnus and say, Magnus, we got knocked out by nerve gas because we weren't snake people, and they pulled us through the gate and planted us here. Caduceus blew up. A bomb went off, remember? So well, they dragged us through, took all of our stuff. So that's what I'm saying. Caduceus has the scepter. They have everything. The people on the side of the gate do. Right. As far as we know, Medum is in Calcutta. While you're discussing, uh, Gerhardt just grabs the nurse and pulls her into the room. Uh, she flails and flaps like a ragdoll. She is not a combatant in any way, shape, or form. Gerhard, so it's stop. not even. It's where not even. Just trying to hide it. Right here, face to face. Where screaming? Where is my book? Give me. Where my, book. What, 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 what do you mean? My book. Give me my book. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to drag, like, grab Gerhard by the shoulders. Mm-hmm. We just need to stop. Yeah. And be like. Hey, buddy, we'll find your book. Just let her go. <laughs> I, I throw her to the floor and I walk out the door. Okay, she 
coils up in the corner and almost goes up in a fetal position. She is, she's panicking. Um, you come out into a corridor. Uh, you've got a door immediately opposite you, and then you've got the corridor runs left and right. From your left, it's the shorter end of the corridor. That goes through into an open door that you can see leads out into a larger, what looks like a hospital ward. Um, there are anything that could be used as a weapon. Okay. Uh, nothing immediately in the corridor strikes you as being usable. Um, there's two doors further down the corridor, and then a door which leads outside at the very end of the corridor that you can see. It's, it's brightly lit, and it has it actually has markings on it written in, well, language. Do you have French? I do not have French. I have Spanish. Okay. Um, you'd, be, you'd, you'd be able to... You'd be able to recognize it as French, at least. All right, I should um, Okay, um, it opens inwards, but you can see it's not latched. Um, yeah, You've got to throw it open and step outside into the blistering heat. No, 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 um, I'm searching the rooms in the... Oh, right, the other rooms, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, because I think the book is in a room. Gotcha. That's the only... He's got tunnel vision. Okay, you, you kick open the door in front of you then, which is the nearest door, and that goes into what seems to be a similar room, pretty much identical to the one that you were in, except the shutters are still pulled down, so the room is in almost complete black. And there are six figures in, again, another six beds in here. Um, some of them have like curtains wrapped around the beds. Uh, some of them have been pulled to, some of them are open. But you can hear this moaning sound. There's a smell of body odor, the smell of uh, various bodily fluids. And the, it, it smells horrible in here. I but all these figures are just moaning on the beds. Walk out to the next door. Okay, uh, next one across from that is what seems to be a utility room. Uh, there are a couple of, uh, not washing machines in here, but mangles and other uh, baskets. The place is full of dirty laundry and linen. It's piled almost six foot high in some places. It's, it just looks like there's just so much dirty linen going through here. No one has got the time to keep up with what's going, uh, going through. Is there a table? Uh, yeah, there will be. So I'll kick a table leg off and grab it. You have a great big sturdy, sturdy table leg. Okay. And what are the others doing while Gerhardt's going, uh, going so smashing up I'm, furniture? I'm going to ask the nurse. I'm going to go help her up, yeah. Where are we? <laughs> oh, you, uh, Alunga. Alunga? Eh. We're in Africa? Yeah, the, the, the Belgian Congo. Do you know where we came? Where, where, how did we get in here? Well, we, we brought you from the crash site. You brought us from the crash site? From yeah, your, your, plane, your plane came down a couple of weeks ago. We... We, we we heard the we heard the crash. We went out there with some of the villagers, and we we brought you back. And the How whole place is overrun been... by flies now. But we we can't we can't go back. How long have we uh, been here? About two weeks. Two weeks. You're, you're the you're the Caduceus team that was was being sent to us. Yeah. Where is our where is our equipment? If you don't mind. Oh, everything went. Up. Everything was still in the plane. I mean, well, we had things in our pockets and. Not when we brought you in. Can I do a psychology roll on him? You certainly can. I also want to check to see her shadow and see if there's any signs at all of snake person. 
Okay, so give me a psychology and a spot hidden. Uh, okay, my psychology is a regular pass. Mm -hmm. And my spot hidden is a extreme pass, like an 06. Okay. Uh, she is curled up in the corner of the room, so she is evidently scared. Um, being confronted by God, physical danger from patients is something that, yeah, she's immediately on the defensive, but she doesn't deal mm. with this well. She is also not at all lying. Everything that she is saying is the truth. Okay, well, she at least believes that. I'm going to help her to her feet. As far as she knows it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and even though she's curled up in the corner, you can't see much of a shadow, but you see the distinctive shape of her head, and it's human. It looks yeah. like a normal shadow. Okay. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help her up. Uh, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. our friend, uh, he's not so psychologically there right now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Just, uh, just you, if you, you you seem calm, just uh, just take it take it slow. Yeah. I know. Oh, I know this said, is probably. You hmm? said there was a doctor. Can we can we talk to somebody? I'll yes. Uh, I'll um I'll I'll go get him. Please just wait here. I'll I'll be back in thirty seconds. How, does she have any weird reaction to looking over it? Oh, Connor. I'm sorry, I forgot. Connor looks like a human. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, I he look, looks I look normal. A, I look like a, like a human. <laughs> We can find out real quick. <laughs> okay, she she kind of slides along the wall, keeping her back to the wall, and then kind of go the, taking the quickest route she can to get out of the doorway. As soon as she's out in the corridor, about the time when Gerhardt's coming back out with a wooden leg, a table leg, she bolts into the room, the main ward, and is uh, actually yelling, "Mason, Mason, quick!" Well, that doesn't match up. Because if, if we crashed in a, in, a, in a plane, that means that they took our stuff us off, or off us before putting us through the gate, which means that, that Caduceus has all of our crap. I don't think that's what happened. I think that we happened to come out through the gate there. Well, it's really hard to, to stage a, a plane crash. Well, they only think that it was a plane crash. We don't know what it was, but... I think that we really need to go there and see if any of our stuff is still there. Yeah, it's worth a look. Yeah, I we, still don't trust any of these people. If that's if they accurately know where this supposed crash site is. Well, if, that's if where this, they got us. I'm sure they'd know where that is. And Magnus, none of us trust any of these people. But don't make conclusions that you don't know yet. Keep an open mind. We could be completely wrong. I think these people are all Caduceus, but they might be just ignorant Caduceus. Look, our stuff could be here, it could be back in New York, it could have been dumped onto some weird dull dimension, we don't know. We don't know how the teleporter works. What if it teleports us, but it doesn't teleport, well, it teleported our clothes. Except for my oh, no, We've got our clothes. We've got our clothes on, we just don't have any of our kit. And, like, they've surgically removed stuff from the lining of my shirts and stuff. Like, I've got none of my kit. Same here. That's true. Someone sat us down and has bit by bit gone through and picked our entire body. They've probably undressed us, taken everything out, then dressed us again. Well, then we got to make sure. I think Gerhardt may be our only hope here because. Is my mirror shot in my pocket? It's gone, isn't it? It's, it's, it's gone. gone. Yeah, damn it. Well, because I still... Gerhardt has magic. But I, 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 I also still have weapons. Yes, your your fangs. Yeah, it's because they're in their mouth. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. 
the question I've got is going to take a little while to answer. So uh, oh, talk amongst yourselves for a second. I'll be back. Okay, no worries. <laughs> hey, uh, Doc. Um, so, okay, what's up? What, she said we're the, the Caduceus group that was being sent. She said she found us a couple of weeks ago. That means some time has passed and they, they sent us, Caduceus sent us here as, as a support group to here, right? So that means we need to have a, a story covered. Well, um, or do we? I mean, if Caduceus wanted to slit our throats, they would have done it. Yeah, unless they're, they're, they're trying to use us for something. But what, what would that be? What, what use no. do we have here? Hmm. Well, we're pretty useful people. We've kind of proved that to Caduceus. But so if they still believe that we're useful... They well, didn't at this kill point, us, right? At this so point, I don't think was... these people are going to kill us either. That's not. Well, here's the thing: if Caduceus found us in the tunnel and put us through, they know that we found the tunnel and that right. we were in a place right. we shouldn't have been, and right. they're probably going to blame us for blowing up the thing. So, and but they didn't kill us. Why didn't they ask us? Because they knocked exactly. us out. Yeah, if they wanted they to asked know, us yet. They would interrogate. Maybe that's why we're here, so that they can interrogate us. Right, but we're we're yeah. still alive for a reason, and that gives us that gives us something, right? They didn't just kill us. Yeah, they would want to they would want to make sure that we were whether we were Caduceus or not. We should yeah. probably go find Gerhard before this he definitely makes be more a loyalty of... test. That's for sure. My first know. reaction was to stick him with a, a, a you know a, a, a paralyzer, but alas, nothing. Do I by chance still have my ring on? Did they maybe forget to take my ring? I don't know. All jewelry or anything like that is gone. It's the only things that you're left with are your pretty much your clothes, your shoes. Oh shit! I just thought of something. Did they take Gerhard's armor off? Uh, Yes, that's gone. Oh no! (laughs) All right. So what I do now? Is I go and I kick, I kick open the door that leads to the sunlight. Mm-hmm. I walk outside and I use my pulp direction sense. Mm-hmm. And I start walking in that direction, carrying the fucking club. And anybody that I see that gets within five feet of me, I hit them. Okay, right. When when you go outside, then uh, the first thing that hits you is actually the, apart from the heat, is the god awful smell out here as well. Um, you're walking out where the, where the latrines are. Uh, there's off to your right, there are two what look to be outhouses um, where there is this gut wrenching stench coming from, and the flies that are surrounding it, it almost make it like a halo around, around these things. Off to the left, there's a shower. Um, when I say shower, it's basically a large, uh, like a barrel that's been supported by four legs and then has a drawstring that opens a slot under it. And it's basically just gravity that then falls the water out of this thing. Um, again, it's got sloppy mud around here. There's uh, the ever, ever present flies that are almost dancing over everything in this, this area. You're coming out of a bit of the rear of the building, which is away from any other structure that you see around you. There's, a dirt track that runs along the front of the building, which goes roughly, you think, northeast to southwest. And you're at the edge of a, a clearing 
there's not long grass around you, but definitely grass that comes up to your ankles, uh, through which, say, this dirt track cuts. And off to the northeast of where you are, so beyond the, the hospital building, there does seem to be some semblance of structure over there. Um, lining the dirt track are a series of rectangular, fairly basic looking huts, but then around that is something that looks almost like a shanty town, where it seems you've got this very small, this very relatively small village that has then had a hell of a lot more people come here and formed these temporary structures around the buildings that have evidently been there for a lot longer. And this is where the clearing starts to open up wider and wider and wider the further northeast you get. And then it's just heavy jungle all around you with this oppressive sun shining down at you from a cloudless sky. And you, you, well, you, you get your direction sense, you know which way is northeast, south and west. No, but, but I did use the pulp because I, I want to find my book. That's, and I rolled the pulp power of knowing oh. which direction to go. Gotcha, yeah, you want to, um, I can't remember what the name of it's called now. Uh, yeah, I forgot, I just have, an, oh, Insane Direction? That's it. Okay, um, you get the feeling that you want to go south, uh, the, the direction here would be roughly south, south to southeast. Um, looking in that direction, it's through heavy jungle. There's no direct, there's no direct route or path that leads that way. But you, you have that feeling that you definitely need to go that direction. I stop and look for a horse, like if there, if there's any signs of a horse trough or a hay feeding or, or fencing. No, you, you have a look. There's no sign of any uh, paddock or anything that would imply large animals around here. The only things that you really see that kind of stand out as being indicative of what goes on here uh that between some of the large built larger older buildings off to the northeast beyond the hospital there are lots of fishing nets which are strung up um kind of like on uh, uh what do they call them uh clotheslines where they'd be hung to dry but they look as though they haven't been used in quite a while there's there's lots of there's lots of bits, piece of equipment that you think, yeah, there's kind of there's a small course, shell of a, boat, of a partly made boat there. There's, let's say, there's all these lines. You see fishing rods, but you can't see any water. You're, you're not near a river or a large body of water as far as you can see just by looking around. But, yeah, certainly no, no horses, no mules, nothing like that. Right? The others inside, um, so you hear the door slam, Going out, the, going out the back, and then a couple of seconds later, the door that leads into the main ward opens, and there are two sets of footsteps coming in your direction. Um, a man in his, you think again, probably the same age, roughly as the nurse, uh, probably mid to uh, kind of late thirties, early forties. Um, he's balding. He's got round glasses, and he's got graying hair tucked uh, tucked over his ears, wearing a similarly kind of sweat-stained um, lab coat. Uh, shirt and tie, uh, very loosely undone at the neck. Um, he comes in and has this look of surprise and frankly almost relief when he sees that you're up and about. And says, oh, great. Um, hang on, there's only four of you. Where, where, where's, where's, the fifth, where's the fifth one gone? Well, one of our party is uh, 
at the moment apparently men mentally disabled. We couldn't uh, we couldn't get him to stop, so he's run off. Hopefully, he'll come oh. around and come back. Oh, you, you better not run far. It's not safe out there. Why is it not safe? He he kind of looks a bit quizzically at you. You can see kind of one eye, one eyebrow raises, and his eyes narrow. Do you do you remember why why you're here? Not exactly. No, in fact, we're not exactly sure that uh, we're the people you think we are. You, you're in the middle of an inf an infested zone. We we have we have a, a huge infestation of tetsy flies that spread sleeping sickness. <sighs> And we're in the last we're in the last pocket of, as far as we're aware, um, survivors in the whole area. It's about thirty miles across. And you were coming here as part of the Caduceus team that was supposed to be bringing us medical aid, and you crashed in in your plane. Hmm. Well. You, you remember? He looks between each of you, kind of making eye contact in turn. None, none of you remember this? Not, uh, not in the manner that you're telling us. Didn't Were there any other crash. bodies in the in the airplane? No, just just five. Yeah, our our memories are, are just a little bit jostled from the crash, perhaps. We had uh, a great. We had a, a lot of equipment with us uh, that's missing now. We even had things in our pockets that seem to be missing. Um, Oh, and I know the plane went up pretty much. We had to almost pull you from the kind of the burning, the burning wreckage. Um, but we haven't taken anything off your persons. We've, uh, I mean, we've tried to wash and clean clothes as best we could, but we haven't found that you, you don't have anything in your pockets. Well, before we go so, on, we better try to stop you, Gerhard. Can I do a psych roll and um, check on him as well? You Same two rolls. Yeah. I say you. Yes. Yeah. Um, you you will actually hear commotion outside as it seems like uh, some of the villagers outside aren't happy. Okay, I got a hard hard pass on my psychology, mm -hmm. um, and I got a regular pass on my spot hidden. Um, you catch a few bits more than about this guy. Um, again, in terms of lying, no, the the guy is telling the truth as far as he knows it. Right. You, you also catch that he is rather sleep deprived. Um, he is, he's not quite on the point of physical exhaustion, but yeah, he's probably averaged about two hours sleep a night for about the last few days. Yes. That's not unsuspicious of a doctor mm -hmm. in this sort of region, you know. Can, can he's we, doing a good job to hide it. Can we speak to the people that actually went to our plane that uh, pulled us? <laughs> um, he not chuckles but kind of um sighs slightly you can talk to them but they're not going to answer back um, they're in they're in the isolation ward opposite and he points to the door that's immediately opposite the corridor the one that gerhardt's broke uh, one of the doors he broke into oh. um, they they succumbed to the flies even though we we still had we had burning torches but they still got bit and they all of them are in there now so so all of them. So there's not a single person that actually saw the plane where we came well, from. Well, uh, not not the locals. I mean, there's myself, um, Miss uh, Nurse Nurse Tetralt here, and our other two nurses. They they went there as well. Oh, so, so yourself. So you did go there. So yes. did you 
simply not see all of our equipment, or did you see it damaged, destroyed, and burnt up? Well, I mean, the, the plane was on fire. Uh, we were more interested in getting people out of there. I mean, we saw crates. There was, there was detritus in the airplane, but so we're more interested in getting you people out and getting back to safety, because right. that, that whole area now has been covered by the swarm. We, we're certainly not going back there, put it that way. Makes sense. Um, outside, there is, I say, a bit of a commotion going on. Um, yeah. I've, I've run straight to the door and yelled, Gerhard! <laughs> Stella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, off to the say beyond the hospital, uh, going a fair way up um, through the clear uh, through this clearing. Um, Gerhardt's trying to rip to rip down a whole load of these nets and trying to grab a whole load of stuff. Um, you are pretty much mobbed by about a dozen of the locals uh, coming they... towards you. Hmm? If they. I, I ignore them, I tell them get the fuck away from me. And if they put their hands on me, I'm going to do something extreme. Okay, Extremely um, they, extreme. They, they don't get, um, they don't seem to, well, depending on what language you use, I they use don't seem. language I have. Okay, if you, I'm gonna go out on a limb, I don't think uh, you're gonna have their native language, which is. Uh, uh, uh I do not. <laughs> no, <laughs> I say I thought thought you might not. It's either that or French. Those are the two um, the two languages that they speak. If um, they so put there's their hands on me. I just texted you what I'm gonna do because. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't care that. at this point. That's not a good reaction. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, give me a luck roll to see if they do actually get that hands on. Uh, ninety-seven out of ninety-eight. Yeah, that, in which case, it's, the luck is in your favour. They don't, they don't manhandle you, so they don't get to, um, they don't get to the point where they're going to try and drag you away. But they come up very much as if they're basically trying to protect their locals, trying to protect their property. It's like hands waving in the air, um, kind of gesturing for you to get the hell away. But they don't, they don't restrain you. But you are drawing a fair crowd around. The so I'm following Odd out here. Do these, do we see Gerhard? Yeah, if you you go round the building to follow the sound and you uh, go the out the back. Gerhard. Okay. <laughs> and I look at them and I and, and I go like that and I make sure they all see if and I hope it works. Okay. Um, you start to concentrate, and everyone hears this almighty boom go off, uh, which the two of you that are more gun-savvy than the rest of you will realise is an elephant gun that's just been fired. My gun! <laughs> <laughs> so you go running out going, It's yeah, my yeah. gun! Yeah. Um, and the whole scene pretty much freezes. All the locals just uh, suddenly spin round at the sound of this. And in the main road, not too far away from where Gerhardt is, you can see two very, what, what you would call European uh, individuals. The, the locals here, obviously fairly, fairly dark skinned, um, have loincloths covering their, well, their loins, but otherwise only have beads um, and other fairly light decorations. 
uh, they're not very oh and sandals that they're not um covered or dressed the similar same as you they're not covered because it's just so damn hot mm. it's just their their normal attire so bare-chested bare-breasted whether it say be man or woman uh, they all react to the sound of the gun going off like uh it was like a car backfiring next to them but much much louder some of them duck some of them turn and spin and wonder what the hell's going on there's a man and a woman that are the europeans between them the woman's got a fairly wide brim hat her clothes are a bit ragged but uh otherwise a fairly nice uh, safari uh jacket and trousers and similar attire for the man next uh the man next to her he's the one that's carrying the elephant gun and has just propped it on his uh wedged it onto his thigh that thigh and then shot up in the air and then just well, that bullet's he... going to be coming down yeah eventually <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, he's the one that says, uh, kind of tries to calm the situation and just uh, yell, loudly yells, okay, everyone just keep calm and tell me what the hell is going on. He speaks with a very thick French accent, but he does speak English. I ignore him and continue doing what I was doing. Okay, uh, well, you can see this guy is coming towards you then. Uh, what are the other four, uh, four of you doing? Yeah, I'm, Which... I'm going to get hurt. What is he tearing at? He seems to be trying to pull down a whole load of the um, the fishing nets and seems to be also like he's got a pot that he's pulled over, uh, like this big clay jug um, thing as well. He seems to be trying to gather a whole load of stuff and almost, you think, maybe trying to make some kind of bag or some kind of carrying that he's putting this stuff in and using the nets to try and wrap it all up in. Hey, Gerhard. We need to go southeast. That's okay, what you go out there. You're going to get eaten alive by these fly him. things. Keep him away from me or I'll kill him. And I continue doing what I'm doing. Hey, listen. You go out after your books, you're going to die. Okay? The these these die. people in this village are the only ones who have survived this massive disease outbreak. I don't know. I'm not Dr. Masello, but... Uh... And I continue doing... You're coming. You want your shit back to... What? What What do I have? I don't have anything. I hate to break it to you, but I'm not so attached to things. I can always buy another gun. Buy me another Necronomicon as I try and put the thing on my It back. won't matter if you're dead. It'll bring me back. So our, 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 I'm going to say to the European man, our, we've had a bit of a rough time. We survived a plane crash. Our, my, my associate here is a little bit rattled. I we don't think that it's there either, Gerhard. Oh, I know where it is. It's not. It's what? to the southeast. Is where my book is. He cocks his head to one side. What? What do you mean, plane crash? I, I haven't heard of a crash. That's what we were told. He look. He but turns and looks at the uh, lady behind, who's also coming up um, behind him, and she just shakes her head and says, "No, I, I haven't heard. I haven't. I don't I haven't heard of a plane crash." Although we've we've only been here what three three days now, and the the guy with the elephant gun nods and turns his eye back to you, and again just seems to gesture to the um, the other locals um, to kind of just move back, and he does say something in a in a language that you think sounds African, it certainly sounds indigenous, and there is recognition between those that hear it. They just pull back away from Gerhardt. The uh, the guys here, he says to. Um, to Gerhardt. They're, 
they don't take kindly to uh, people just running up and taking their stuff like any any civilized folk. So, um, you wanna give us an idea of what you're up to there, sir? I finished tying the last bit of the backpack on, and I turned to him and I said, "I need water." Okay, well that we can uh, we can arrange, but uh, Good. like you, like your friend said that going out there is suicide. Okay. Water. <laughs> he just shakes his head and turns to um, turns to the lady, says, "You want to try and talk some sense into this." This crazy man. Not sure that we're going to be able to talk some sense into him. I'm going to going to whisper to Odd. Uh, see if the doctor can't find a sedative inside. I guess my stuff is gone. But the medical stuff that's here. Looking at it, the gun, am I able to recognize if it's my elephant gun or not? Uh, it's not your elephant gun. Um, it's okay. also not the same uh, the same make. But looking at this thing, you can see that uh, the guy carrying this thing, he's, he's a pro. He's someone that has taken a lot of love and care of this weapon. This thing is immaculate. Right, so I'm probably guessing like a big game hunter or something like that. You're definitely getting that vibe. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. What the hell is he how, doing up this way? How far are we from the hospital that we emerged from? Uh, probably a few hundred yards. Okay, I'd like to go back to that hospital and just start searching through the medical supplies. I want to size up what they have. I I'm going with the doc. There you go. So you've come, uh, you've come out of the the isolation ward, which is towards the top of the picture, and then originally gone out the back where it's uh, by the outhouses and the shower. That direction is heading more towards the south. So you're now approaching towards the main entrance. So going through, you you go into the waiting room where there's just this group on very wooden chairs or wooden benches of bedraggled, depressed um, folks that they do not look well. Um, they're sweaty, they have puffy skin. Uh, some of them are lapsing in and out of consciousness. They, they pretty much acknowledge your existence and then that's it. They don't really do anything else, but they just sit there. They just sit where they are. Um, going through the waiting room, heading towards the main ward, um, you quickly become, uh, it becomes obvious that the room to your right is the medical store. Um, it's partly open and you can see there are just rows of shelves uh, with various uh, pieces of medical equipment. There's vials, there's needles, uh, bandages, the whole, the whole nine yards that you'd expect in a, in a hospital situation like this. Uh, doing a quick dive in there give me a spot hidden roll just to give me an idea of how quick it is that you find stuff Ooh. oh nine i won't even take my bonus. i've got an o2 uh, uh, well. pretty pretty much as as you walk in at eye level uh, you see this row of uh, vials and syringes that are marked um, that are marked up as sedatives so um, is there like a little safety kit that they can be tucked into, not just like a open syringe? With, with that roll, yes. <laughs> All right, perfect. So I'll take two of those and then uh, grab a few and then a sedative. Um, is this room got any, like, like, a, like maybe a scalpel or like a bone saw or something oh, like that? They probably wouldn't have necessarily a bone saw, um, but you can definitely find scalpels. 
Yeah, I'll pick up a few sharp objects that I might be able to use later. I'll, I'll take two as well. I'm trying to set up and recreate at least a triage kit. Nice. Yeah. Sorts. Yeah, with, with, the, with the bag you've got, or at least a small case, um, you can easily do that very quickly. Because the stuff in here, even though it's somewhat sparse in a few places, um, it is relatively well stocked. That you can, find, you can find the stuff you need to put a basic kit together very quickly. Excellent. And I don't want to, um, to, uh, to leave them without uh, items. So I'm just taking you know, a couple of each as long as they have a couple left. What they've got multiples of. Exactly. And okay. then also I'll take one knife, whatever knife there is, to act as a knife knife. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yep, no problem. There's no like floor boards or like little doors on the, <laughs> no little passages or place they can stick stuff. I don't trust these people at all. Mm -hmm. Oh, if, if you're looking around, um, the only kind of suspicious thing that you might see um, is that the the room that was marked nurses station, which is across the corridor and then one door okay. further into the building, um, you can see that there is a little sliver that's open. You can see that there's someone looking at you through the uh, through the crack in the door, and as soon as you make eye contact, the door shuts with a very kind of worried uh, feminine yelp. Um, again, worried worried nurse reaction similar to what uh, the poor one that came into your, your room and then got Gerharded into the corner with. Um, I, she, I, she evidently is a bit worried. <laughs> I guessed you're over to uh, Magnus the direction of that. Yeah, that's not good. Um, I'm going to go over and just knock on the door. Uh, yeah, you, you knock at which point this actually relatively scared female voice comes back <laughs> who is it uh, i'm one of the uh, the patients from the uh, from the plane crash uh, i was wondering if i could get some assistance you, you you're not violent are you I, I heard what you what you did to her uh no that's uh, uh that's our uh, our pilot he hit his head on the in the crash we think and he's um yeah he's a bit uh, I, i'm i'm fine i'm i'm harmless Okay, the, the door opens a crack again, and again you get the impression of fairly frizzy hair, uh, relatively round, slightly pudgy face, uh, looking at you just with the one eye that you can see through the door, just looking at you in this kind of wide-eyed terror. You, you calm? I'm fine. I just give her a, uh, as, as charming a, smiley, a smile as I possibly can. Okay. Yeah, you, you see, she, she's still breathing heavy. She is, she's not quite having a panic attack, you think, but she's pretty close. This is my uh, associate, um, uh, Doc. Good afternoon. Hello. He's our, he's our field medic. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, we're just wondering if you could uh, fill us in a bit more on um, what what the sickness that's that's going around what we were uh coming here to, to help out with uh it all seems pretty bad in that other room there okay, um another voice then as you're concentrating on the door you realize someone has come up from the main ward um and says in a much much calmer again female voice just says yeah sleeping sickness isn't particularly pretty 
and stood there is another nurse again sort of dirty apron and white clothing uh, she looks a bit older um, she's probably in her mid 40s early 50s perhaps um, so sort of slightly sunken cheeks uh, sort of wrinkled skin um, mm-hmm. but stands with an with an author- uh, at least an air of authority and calm um, right, she's carrying I'm, I'm gonna uh, spot hidden both of them for shadows or any signs that we know to pick up so for people the, I'm paranoid. The, the one behind the door is impossible because you've just got you pretty much you just see an True. eye through the door yeah um but the other one you can certainly give me a roll okay oh that's a good one uh that is gonna be a hard but i'm gonna spend the six luck to make that an extreme okay Frank. So i was gonna ask for an extreme for this because this is a very well-lit room yeah um You've got open slats on both the side walls here. So light is streaming in from two directions, making it very difficult to spot the shadow. You think you see a tail flick. That is a very well-timed dog bark there. <laughs> must be the um, Cool. So uh, I'll, I'll kind of, um, I'll give her the look down, spot it, and then I'm going to grin um, and... Uh, be like, uh, right, well, uh, and, and who might you be, madam? Oh, I'm uh, Gertrude, or you can call me Nurse, uh, Nurse Van Lera, that one of, the, one of the nurses here. I've been tending to the sick here, the sick and the dying, for quite a while now. Sleeping, sleeping sickness is a, a foul, foul thing. And you, mm. you and your friends here, are very lucky to have uh, responded to the doctor's treatment. This is a this is a very nasty strain that we've got going on here. Um, in Nakal, I'm gonna say uh, praise Yig, just like you know, like yeah, you tell him make it like yeah, praise Yig in Nakal. Okay, give me a psychology roll. That is going to be a pass, like just, that's literally on my psychro. <laughs> um, she tries her best to do a poker face. There's a little worried reaction that you spot in her eyes, but otherwise she keeps her, keeps her composure. Does Doc spot that? Does he? Give me a psychology roll. Oh, darn. Not a, not a keen eye. <laughs> psychology, oh, 16. Good luck. A seventy-five. <laughs> yeah, no. All right, I've seen it. That's that's enough, though. Um, all right. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. What what was that? Ah, uh, sorry. My uh, it, my French is probably a bit uh, bit rusty. I haven't haven't done it since I was in school. I was trying to say, uh, um, <laughs> you know, you're telling me basically. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, she she just gestures around her. Minty still while she's keeping face on to you. So it's like she's doing this and then she's spinning her body rather than spinning uh, spinning her head and gesturing to the various beds around. Um, a lot of the folks that come through here and then she lowers her voice a bit, we don't expect to to pull through. So for them to have to have some people that have started pulling through with the doctor's treatment, I'm hoping is gonna give them some well hope have you worked out um how they seem are they getting sick via 
is it airborne or what's i mean that's bad if it's airborne but the the same way it always spreads the flies the flies. Tetsi flies here it's uh this is a normal well it's normal occurrence that sleeping sickness has been a bugbear for the for the region for a long long time it's mm. not going away but this this worse. time the yeah the the outbreak the number of flies that are swarming in this area i mean 30 odd miles across and to be as virulent as this is we're we're seeing development from stage one to stage two very very quickly cutting back to those outside so gerhardt's got his bag slung over his uh, slung over his shoulder you um uh, Odd and Con will be aware that so the doctor and Magnus have gone back to the hospital yeah. and haven't come back yet. So, and you've got not quite as this standoff, but the two Europeans here um, are watching intently and keeping their distance while also advising the locals to to pull back and just let the crazy man take his net, uh, take their nets. Gerhard, we'll we'll get your book back, but we got to stick together. Yeah, we need. Water. We need supplies. We, we need, need to find out what's going on before we go out into the jungle. Do you understand? I'm telling you, no one will stop me. We need that. And well, what about your sister? They're working on. What about her? You got to think about her. We all have to stick together. You can't just go running off on yourselves. What about us? You, you're coming. You're all coming. Dude. We're going to find out what's going on before we go traipsing out into the middle of nowhere in the middle of an invasion of tsetse flies. If we got the sickness and we recovered, we're immune. That's not necessarily true. You know that this is a parasite. Then we have TikTok. Time is running. Get the guys. Find out what you can from these people, and let's let's go. We got. We should have fucking blown that whole goddamn building up too. That building blew up. I'm gonna fucking put Rose and her fucking father, and I'm going to keep your mouth shut. Yeah, the, the other two are just looking at you. They're they're intently listening to what you're saying, but they they don't like have some kind of revelation or definitely rec recognize what you're talking about they're just if anything they're confused i'm gonna i'm gonna ask the big game hunter i'm said is, is you know if there's like a a headquarters around here for caduceus that we're not aware of we what? were sent in apparently sent in our, our memories are kind of sketchy because of apparently we had a plane crash a couple of weeks ago and we've been recovering here um but we must have been heading towards some sort of a central location. Well, the only thing that's out here is any points towards the hospital. That's pretty much it. I mean, the, um, there's the rubber plantation about maybe four, four or five miles that way, and he gestures to the northeast. What's in the, what's, is there anything in that direction? And I'm pointing in the direction that Gerhardt wants to go. Uh, jungle? As far as far as we're aware, uh, one of the one of the locals does say something in the language in the in their normal language, not French, and he does a quick response back to them. And then there's 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 a little bit of an exchange that goes back and forth. I'm listening he, to every word he said to try and pick up the language. Okay, give me an int roll with your 
linguistic talent. How did you manage not to get French? Fifteen. <laughs> okay. How much is uh, how much to pass is that? Uh, I could spend one point to make it extreme. If if you want to, then that will give yeah. you a ten. That will give you a ten plus another d ten. I'll do that. Uh, eight and two, ten. Okay, That's for nice. French or for the African language? Uh, for the African language, which I will get the spelling for you again, is I think it's pronounced uh, Tishulba, which is T S H I L U B A. Yeah, you you catch a couple of words here. It it definitely seems like the exchange went along the lines of. What, why is he pointing in that direction? And then the European says, he wants to know what's out that way. And the guy says, nothing but the old mine. That's it. So then I say, back in that language, what old mine? What old mine? Okay, but yeah. both of them turn to look a little bit confused at you, uh, sort of surprised at you. And then the, you think he's a Frenchman. Uh, the Frenchman replies with, well, that's partly what I was thinking, that... I thought maybe the only reason why anyone would be out here is if you were part of Fulminary, that they'd be the only they'd be the only people wanting to come out this way, um, because there there is a there is an old diamond mine about five uh, about five miles or so in that direction, but it's as far as we're aware it's it was shut down over a year ago. That low yields they they pulled all the investment out and the only thing that was left was the hospital. That was most of the folks here in the village used to work there. Like I said, Adi. Yeah, you good with that? You ever hunt some big fucking snakes? <laughs> I, I usually mean, go for something a bit more than snakes. There might be some around here too. You never well, know. If you ask the professor here, she's after some something a bit more weird than snakes. <laughs> and now I kind of I go like that, and I'm like, I've had one of the most rare relic books of i speak 13 languages and i'm learning yours just by listening i'm not a fucking idiot i'm not a madman one of the most rare relics to humanity well yeah i'm a little crazy but one of the most rare relics to humanity was on that fucking plane excuse my language ma'am and i'm getting it back okay she she nods uh, i can i can empathize with that um uh, I would suggest if if the book is intact and it's still out there, um, it would be much better for your own health if you go in the evening, because at this time of day the flies are going to be swarming like hell out there, and really they are going to cause a problem. So seriously, if you want to go and get stuff, uh, I even don't mind myself and uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Garo here. We can we can help you as much as we can. Sort of academic to academic, we're going to have to wait until the evening. We're going to have to wait till it's dark when it gets significantly cooler, and we're going to need to get burning torches because your your chances of survival will increase tenfold. Does that sound like a plan? I just I nod my head. I say, what do you study? And I start trying to like pick her brain if she knows any mythos or occult type. Well, she she kind of is, is skirting the line between science and the occult you think um, she starts without going through the whole spiel right, um, right. she is in what would today's world be called a cryptozoologist 
but at that time the term uh, the term isn't coined until much later in the 20th century um she explains that she is out here looking for uh, various creatures that it seems reports had come back to her when she was in uh, leopoldville uh so the the capital that there were sightings of uh, huge lizards in the in the jungles out here um and she's already heard that there are numerous creatures out here. Um, the uh, Makali Mabembe, which I'm probably butchering the, pronounce, uh, the pronunciation of, uh, the Malhambra, uh, the Emil uh, Natuka. These are creatures that are the haunts of the rivers, um, big creatures that almost resemble, almost, almost dinosaur-like um, creatures that she's intending to come out here and try and, um, try and to find live uh, live specimens that she can bring back to the outside world, which is why she's hired the big game hunter. Um, she, she actually introduced herself properly as Professor Carol Rue and her friend and associate, uh, Manville Guru. They are the only two remaining survivors of an expedition that came upriver. Um, they managed to bribe their way past the authorities that were, keep, uh, that were keeping the quarantine line around the edge of the infest, infected area. They went up the river um, hunting, say, big, big lizards, and think they met uh, Macaulay Mabembe in the river. Uh, it's something akin to the Loch Ness Monster in how she describes it. So it could be a uh, Brontosaurus or Brachiosaurus, that something big overturned their boat and uh, everyone else on board was killed. They managed to get the limp the boat to the docks, which are say about three three miles or so further north of the um, of the village that's on the main uh, the main Lukimi River, uh, which is a tributary of the uh, the main River Congo itself. But ever since they realised that they can't go back the way they came because of all the flies, they've been stuck here for the last three days. But yeah, she she is looking for for the the strangest game out there. Ma'am, Miss Rue, we have some things to talk about. Okay, I have a feeling that's going to be the beginning of a beautiful friendship right there. <laughs> and I, I start talking about how the history of Mu and that there was these lizard people. I know she's going to call me crazy. I'll sketch out pictures for her. I'll t show her the language. I'll write the language. Oh, she, she does not give you the slightest impression that she thinks you're crazy so she she's heard some of this some of this stuff but isn't um, she's more interested in the wildlife rather than the history yeah, that that is gonna be a long old conversation that she is right, gonna right. be gross with you for quite some time what's odd and connor doing while this uh well there's definitely much calmer gerhardt is acting oh we're we're looking at gerhardt and going <laughs> as he's spilling everything yep I'm down to 50 sand, and it's true. Everything's true. People need to know. People who will listen with an open well, ear. there's it. nothing. There's, like, body. They're just going to jibber-jabber. I mean, you listen to this lady. Whatever. We, we look at the lady and we go. The queen <laughs> might have a bit of a competition now, I guess, for Gerhard. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, she's, she's responding. She's, she's actually quite liking this. As long as he doesn't ask me to reveal myself, whatever. But uh, it's it's not uh, going well, to stop, come baby. Later. 
<laughs> now, the, the big game hunter's kind of rolling his eyes, and you can you kind of catch him in French, kind of mumbling to himself, "Oh my god, another one." But uh, yeah, he seems to be the more realist or level-headed. So I'll I'll strike up a conversation with them. Um, mm-hmm. How how often have you had to use that out here? Well, against the uh, she calls it a, a lizard or this whatever they call it the uh, the blocker of the rivers or whatever the hell the thing is called. Oh yeah, the one who stops the flow of the rivers. He says in a, corner, a kind of condescending manner. Uh, I had to use a hell of a lot of my shots on that thing. The this just a it was just a big alligator. That's all it was. Uh, or crocodile. Crocodile. That just took, yeah. Yeah. It just. Just it, it ended up knocking the boat. We had a few people that fell in, and yeah, we, we did lose a lot of people from that and the, the sleeping sickness that they they got bitten by the flies. But uh, he basically turns around and he's got a belt with a number of shells uh, and a lot more empty loops than there are shells. He's only got five five shells left. Okay. I'm gonna head back over to the hospital and see if I can find a supply of like mosquito netting. Oh, they've got loads of it in there. Yeah, uh, we've we've even got some that we've uh, we're actually staying with the local uh, the tribe leader. So at his house, he gestures to one of the houses, kind of in the middle of the road. I want to see if we can make some sort of makeshift uh, around the neck and around the, you know, to keep uh, uh, safe from the uh, tsetse flies. Yeah, he kind of nods. That's that's a good idea. I, you really want whole body coverage. Because those right. things get everywhere. They, you they, think they can get through plants. clothing. If the clothing's thin enough, yeah. uh, if you're going netting, then that'll help. But you really want something a bit more sturdy. So, but then covering up like that in this heat, and he just looks towards the uh, the sky. Yeah, not going to want to be doing that in full sunlight for for a while. Yeah, I lost my hat. All right, um, I'm going to go see what I can do. I'm I'm an engineer, so I can figure it out. Okay. In which case, you, you start heading back to the hospital where we have uh, Magnus, is being, uh, Magnus and the good doctor are being told uh, by, the, uh, by the oddly shadow-shaped nurse about how sleeping sickness is quite a horrible thing. She, she's going into a bit of detail about how stage one and stage two develop, that stage one seems to be its characteristic of headaches, and she gestures to a couple of the uh, people here um, saying these are some of the the unlucky ones that are, well, depends on your term, lucky, unlucky, that are currently in stage one it's debil- uh, from debilitating headaches that will eventually progress into coma when it re- when they reach stage two, by which point the damage is irreversible. Is, is there any sort of um, spray or ointment or anything that uh, can be used to to uh, keep the flies off? Oh, the the flies thankfully don't don't come into the village. They mainly exist in the jungle territories. It's just the environment out here. There's just not enough. It won't sustain them in the open ground. And so thankfully, with the with the clearing around us, we have a almost like a natural shield protecting us. But to but there's no ointment or spray or anything of the like that's uh, concocted as of yet. No, not not for repelling the. I mean, insect repellent up until a point. Uh, flame works even better as a method of uh, method of deterrent. But we do have we have a cocktail of drugs that we're working on 
that we are using to try and combat or at least prolong stage one. Um, you're, unfortunately, you're the first real successes that we've had uh, with a combination of, say, tripe, uh, tri I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation of this, but roll off her tongue very easily. Uh, oh, yeah. Triparsamide uh, is one, one such drug that we've been using. Um, Atoxy, which is admittedly it's arsenic-based, so it can be a bit dangerous using it. But yeah, she, she goes into a very combination of three or four different drugs that she's um, that she says has been trialed here. Um, some of which, you know, definitely Atoxy is a known. So are you, are you saying that we had the illness? Yes, um, as far as we could tell, that while while we heard the plane go down a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we, we rushed out there to, to get you as soon as we could. I mean, it was after a five-mile trek. It's a long, a long old way through the um, to go down the roads and then across, well, I say road, more tracks, um, to go out to the to the landing strip where you came down and find you before you got burnt up in the whole, in the whole wreckage. It was a miracle you got out. What um, direction is the crash? She points towards the southeast. It's there, but it, there's no direct route there. You have to, you have to go down the go down the trail outside, and then there's a fork. Um, one will take you to the next village. The other one will take you to the to the landing strip. So, were you part of the the, the party that came and found us? Yes. Right. Right. Well, uh, uh, Doc, I don't know. Do you have any more questions you'd like to ask? Otherwise, we better join uh, uh, our associates. Um, not to, do. You, do you have any uh, 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 chemicals for for making any sort of uh, any sort of repellent here? That I, I'm a really good chemist and biologist. I might be able to to. Well, we I say we've got some bug spray, insect spray. You can, I, in fact, I can get it for you. Um, well, she, she moves forward a couple of steps, looks at Magnus, and then just points towards the storeroom. Says, "Yeah, actually, it's just inside there." And she just says, "Like second shelf up on the right-hand side, about five feet in." Okay, I'll go in and, and go over that place before heading back out with the others. Yeah, you, you find there there is a fairly good old bug spray. So it's a metal. A metal shaft, a metal cylinder with a big reservoir at the end of it, and then a nozzle that you then have a pump action. Right. Back. Um, so I'll sort of. Uh, That's probably know, about the time I come in. Yeah. Nod to her okay. and the um, the other lady, and then um, once the doc's got his old. Ah, Adi. How's it going? Good. So we're just learning all about this this virus or this, you know. Oh, sleeping sickness, African sleeping sickness. That's the one. Yeah. It's been around forever. Um, I think we got audio. We got um, we got Gerhard kind of calmed down. Uh, he really wants to go. There's apparently some old mine uh, in the direction that he wants to go, but we've been re it's been recommended that we wait until the sun goes down. Uh, Is my back to the nurse at this point? Uh, if you're talking to Oddie, probably because Oddie's approaching the front of the building, so you'd be okay. looking at him. I'm gonna do sign language to Oddie. I don't know how good he is on the sign language. Um, I'm gonna do sign language and kind of gesture towards me, and I'm gonna say serpent person and gesture to the nurse. 
could probably just go. <laughs> Are you good at reading lips? Can you read lips? I can read that... lips more than I can read sign language because uh, I can't read sign language at all. You could be doing oh, so this. you've got one on, on read lips. Okay. All right. I guess <laughs> we were, I thought we, the whole point was we were all meant to learn how to do you have to do language. is go like this. You know, I'll, I'll figure out that something's wrong. <laughs> well, I think that, uh, now see, I don't even remember what I was saying. So despite the fact that you're trying to be very covert, I've stopped in my tracks. Yeah. I've completely forgotten what I was talking about. Anyway, we need to uh, make some sort of uh, safety shield. I'm going to see if we can construct some clothing out of uh, uh, mosquito netting. Okay. That, that sounds like a good idea. Oh, fantastic. And I'm trying to work on a better bug spray. So if we combine the two, we might have a... a... Um, well, thinking, thinking uh, uh, engineering-wise, Doc, you're talking about tens of zillions of flies. You can't carry a cloud of insect propellant around with you. Oh, true. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be the... I'd be looking more for like an ointment or something that would yeah, last. something to keep them out. from biting you. They're blood suckers, you know. Exactly. We, if we could make some sort of ointment or something, we could rub it all over the mosquito netting that you then put on. It's like a extra layer of, you know. Yeah, that's and what as I'm trying can, to. As long as they can't get to your skin, you're fairly okay. But mm. you know, you've you could literally the 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 sleeping sickness might be the least of your worries. If you're out there and you got a million flies decide to have you for lunch, you're just going to be bled dry. They're blood sucking insects. Um, we just got to keep them off us. I'll see what I can yeah. do. I'm, I'm going to work on it. They got, so they got plenty of netting here, so might look really silly walking around in big old, uh, in big old nylon bags. <laughs> well, it's not a fashion show. How is it that y'all kept your hats and I lost mine? Damn it. Well, what did you have in your hat? I had my goggles and my my inspection uh, lenses and stuff. And you know. well, there's your problem. I just had a hat. <laughs> well, at least they didn't take my clothes. Uh, yeah, could have left us in our underwear. That's true. That's true. Did I hear you saying that uh, that we supposedly had sleeping sickness? Yeah, the, the nurse here said that uh, we're the only ones that have uh, responded well to the to the treatment. I wasn't aware that there was a cure of any kind, Dr. Oh, Bones. and also, um, uh, the nurse, uh, is she still here? Yes, uh, uh, she uh, was one of the ones in the search party that came to the plane. Yep. And got us. Yeah? Yeah. Thank you for getting us. Hmm. We owe her so much. <laughs> yeah, she um, she nods. Uh, you see that she's kind of half devoting her attention back to some of the um, some of the figures that are lying down in the beds. She's mopping their brows. Um, she's taking blood samples, uh, keeping them hydrated. All right. So I'm going to get to work. Okay. Um, she, if you're, you ask what you're looking for. Uh, that she says you want the uh, the storerooms, the the linen stores out back. Do we by uh, chance most... have any kind of sewing machine? 
Ooh. Needle and thread. Needle and thread I can do. Um, okay. I don't think we've got a sewing machine. Not quite as fast, but yeah, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she'll sort you out with needle and thread. <laughs> well, Maybe I can whip up a sewing machine out of spare parts. <laughs> Call it the MacGyver. <laughs> That'll catch well, on in a few years, you know. <laughs> well, while Adi's doing that, is there any way to uh, test and analyze blood here in this hospital? Ooh. Um, again, if you ask, uh, the, the nurse will point you in the direction of the doctor's office and heading over there, because the doctor's still outside with uh, keeping an eye on Gerhardt and um, also, where's, where's Connor? Oh, you're talking of the big game hunter, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. They are just keeping a distance, just watching everything that's taking place and occasionally or talking quietly between them. But they're not, they're not here. So you can go into the doctor's office uh, without any resistance and you find that it is kind of a combination of living space and laboratory um, but it's very basic um, there are jars up on some shelves where there are some tetsy flies that he's got kept as specimens um, a couple of them are dead in the bottom of the jars but otherwise they're still fly- they're still flying around in there um, you notice that he has a quite a large array of blood samples and that they're all marked up. Um, there's sheets of paper in here which have got scribbled notes all over them. Uh, do you have French? Um, no, but I've got Latin. Oh, okay. You, you probably, because it's ultimately the same root language. Um, you catch a couple <laughs> of words here. Um, you, you get the idea that these are notes detailing his experiments, um, but a lot of the same phrases are repeated. There's lots of the words negative and and so it doesn't seem like he's been having much success about whatever he's trying to do. Um, but you do recognize some words, they don't, they don't really translate. They are just, there are their own words for the various like, chemical drugs and such that he's been using. So you, those words stand out like a sore thumb for you. You can see that he seems to be doing various, say varying tests with various different um, drugs that he has in the supply, trying to find if it's able to stave off or even hopefully reverse the sleeping sickness symptoms. So uh, what I'd like to do is, is to take a small blood sample of myself and view that next to a blood sample that has the disease. I want to see, did we really have this or is this a bunch of hoopla? And I'd also like to uh, secondarily to check a drop or two of the supposed uh, uh, bug spray. Okay. Uh, you can give me a medicine roll. Certainly. Ooh, that's a uh, extreme on the first on checking out the blood. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're definitely going to find something interesting in there. But I'll do this before going on to the bug spray for you. Uh, your blood, when you extract it and have a good look at it, he has got, mi- he has got a microscope set up, and he's relatively decent equipment that he's got here there is something odd about it. And having a look at it and having a think, it takes you a little while to kind of dig through your memories and think where you've seen something like this before. And your mind might be cast back to uh, the trenches and seeing uh, war, war victims, or particularly those, of you, uh, those people that have been hit by something like mustard gas. You have been affected by some kind of chemical agent that you cannot identify with the equipment you've got here, but 
yeah, you're fairly sure that this there is some kind of maybe the residual of a nerve agent that, as it was mentioned by Connor, saying that there would be there was like pheromone detectors and some kind of agent um, distributing device in the walls. Whatever whatever it was that affected you is still in your system. Hmm. Um, under under my you know so this is quietly in the room with the doc. Mm-hmm. What did what do you, what do you think the possibility that it's not actually the flies that are, it's that what they're saying it is it actually isn't and that the serpent people are actually infecting these people that could be that could be um, am I seeing uh, am I seeing any of the in the infected blood that's from the vials of the of the uh, sleeping sickness mm-hmm. am I seeing anything at all related in that to us oh. The, there is, it's like chalk and cheese. Um, you have definitely been hit by a nerve agent. There is no trace of any um, bacterial infection here. Uh, when, you, when you pull one of the vials off the shelf and test that, it's swimming with the stuff. Uh, okay. th- this is really is sleeping sickness that is, is out there. Okay. But you haven't been touched by it. Exactly. Very interesting. Um, um, Magnus, could could I take a tiny blood sample from you? I just want yeah, to yeah, cross-check my answers. Uh, okay, so I do a double test with with Magnus as well. Am I finding similar with me, or infected with the with sleeping sickness? The two of you have definitely been hit by a nerve agent. The others, the local samples, are definitely sleeping sickness, but. Again, as you've got an extreme, it's a little different than what you would expect to see in a textbook. This is different. Mm, okay, and there's not enough equipment. I've, I've got the knowledge, but I, I need equipment to get more information. I'm guessing. Yeah, you, you need a high-tech lab. This is a this is a doctor in the middle of the middle of the jungle who's making do with what he's got. Yeah. Um, okay. It's it's good, but it's not the kind of level of sophistication that you need. All right. So, Magnus, yeah, this this is indicating that none of us, or at least the two of us, never had the sleeping sickness, but we've been hit with a serious mutated nerve agent. Well, also, we were told by the doctor that that no one that found us at the at the site was here, and yet now the nurse is telling us that she was one of the ones to come get us, and the fact that she's a serpent person. I mean, that's obviously exactly. A- they are playing us and keeping us in the dark. I'm going to check the room as well, not just like like if he's. You said it's a living quarters, so yeah, I'm just going to quickly go through some stuff. Yeah. When you say you're going through some stuff, what are you looking for? Just any sign of of maybe like possibly any of our equipment or maybe papers, um, like anything from Medium. Um, or like that's got the caduceus like lo- logo or stuff on it. Maybe mm-hmm. any weapons if the guy has a gun. Um, just just anything like that. I'm I'm literally anything any red flags. Gotcha. Okay. Um, because you are searching the room and as you say you're looking for red flags. You can give me a spot hidden. I'm looking for an extreme. Okay. Um, that is going to be a twenty six, which is a hard, but I'm going to spend the luck. Um, mm-hmm. so, okay. Um, so I've got an extreme. Okay. 
you start looking around. Um, he hasn't got a weapon, so there's no there's no guns in here. Mm -hmm. um, he seems quite a fairly peaceful kind of guy. Um, it looks like he has been pretty much living, sleeping, eating, working from this one room. Um, there's no Caduceus paperwork at all that you find. Um, you do find letterhead, though, um, of a word that you wouldn't have heard it from where you are, but it was mentioned by the guys outside. Uh, Fulminary. In fact, the full title of that uh, particular organization is the Society Internationale uh, Foresteri et Minieri du Congo. It's just shortened to Fulminary. It's essentially, having looked through the um, through the documentation here, you can establish it is a lumber and mining company. Okay. So it seems very much this is a company operation that he's part of here. Um, paperwork goes back actually quite a few years. It seems like he has been here for quite a long time. But as you are looking around, nothing immediately strikes you as being kind of serpent person-like. Nothing strikes you as being anything other than legit until you look at a shelf on the um, on the wall and you see this very small circular what looks to be almost like a hole that's been drilled into the wall if you weren't deliberately bending over and looking up the underside of the shelf you wouldn't see it but you see the very fine mesh work of what you're fairly sure is a microphone a very, very small one embedded in the wall. Okay, um, so if I... Uh, is it just come off? Uh, you'd need to get one of the scalpels in to kind of pop it out. Yeah, because it's, it's been, there's been a hole drilled and then it's, yeah. it's not flush with the surface. You'd have to get the knife in and then pop it out. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do that. <laughs> There you go. Tell them exactly here, the huh? <laughs> so you um, you pop the thing out, and the front of it definitely looks like a, a very the smallest microphone you've ever seen, and the end of it just goes up in a wire, as if it's a transmitter of some kind. It's a almost like a remote device. This isn't this isn't normal tech. This this strikes you as being not human technology. Yeah, Adi's gonna love this. Isn't isn't Adi just around the corner? I'm, I'm going away. I'm in the I'm in the, the what you call it room. Utility <laughs> room. room. Utility yeah. room. Well, the the bad news is they've probably just been listening into your and my conversation just now. Mm. Hopefully, in our hushed voices, it didn't pick that up. Give me a luck roll to see if they did. Okay. okay. Who, which one? Us? Me? Uh, whoever's us? got the lower luck between the two of you. I have 72. Oh, no. I've got 60, 62. All right. Here we go. And I can't spend luck on luck. <laughs> so no. <laughs> I got a, got a 77 there. <laughs> okay. Oops. Things, might, things might be happening elsewhere at this point, then. Awesome! <laughs> but we don't know that. So, um, cool. Um, yeah, so uh, let's, let's assume that maybe they have been listening, which means that uh, 
things might start getting a little bit hefty. So I think the sooner Gilly can uh, can get those suits sorted and we can get the hell out of here, uh, we should. Um, I'm Maybe gonna sundown. Um, I'm gonna leave you for a second, uh, Doc. I. I want to go search the rest of the village quickly. I want to go and do like a bit of a, you know, go around and check some of the huts and a bit covertly and stuff. But I'm, it's how how are you with stealth? If if you want to come, oh, I'm here, super stealthy. Do you want to go? Do you want to go do a, a quick check with me? Oh boy, if it's anything like the last adventure I took with Connor, certainly. Oh, mine will be much more fun. Trust me, I'm I'm the fun brother. At this point, you will all hear, even though you're in, um, some of you are inside, some of you are outside, um, the roar of what sounds like a twin-engine plane flying overhead. And those outside, um, or those that can get to a window and look out, see what looks to be a cargo plane flying over from the west to the east. As it flies over the village, the rear door is open and something drops out that looks like a huge crate. Uh, no, this, uh, looking at the comments going on in the chat, this is not the beginning of Outbreak. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> um, but you do see that three large um, parachutes deploy and it starts swaying down through the air towards the ground. As it starts to go down it starts to veer off as evidently a gust of wind catches it and it starts to go towards the tree line um, the folks outside um, particularly the uh, the big game hunter and the cryptozoologist uh, see this thing coming down it's oh great more supplies ah shit as it starts to go over uh, over towards the tree line you think when it finally goes down it's probably about half a mile into the jungle. Um, they look, they, they talk amongst themselves in French. They evidently are not happy about this. Um, we'll cut back to Connor and Gerhardt then. What are you two uh, doing outside? You can see there's this kind of definitely air of elation that goes through the crowd. And then as the crate goes towards the, uh, towards the jungle, it's that elation just goes to, oh. I think I'm going to slip away for a second. I'm okay. curious about something. Mm -hmm. I want to kind of slink off into the jungle and see if I can't find one of these flies. Oh, okay. I want to see, I want to see if it actually bite me through my scales. I got a point of armor. I don't you have. think bug teeth are that strong. Mm-hmm. In which what case, I designed them for. <laughs> um, give me a spot hidden roll. <laughs> so with the one hundred, I um. Oh, okay. I don't even see the trees. I'm like just. You, you don't see anything because you are overcome, pretty much, with intense pain. Um, you go. You've got to dart out across the uh, the open ground. You've got to rush through the grass and then straight through the tree line. 
you get about 10 feet into the tree line and then all of a sudden it's like someone just set off a hundred thousand air raid sirens right next to your ears it's this intense high-pitched scream that seems to come from everywhere around you but to the point where you feel almost like your eardrums are going to explode all right i back off <laughs> okay um, you turn and or stagger out of the tree line as you retreat that sound rapidly disappears Okay. No one else heard that, just you. So if any of the, uh, the rest of you are thinking, oh, do I suddenly hear this thing happening from the tree line? No, the only person that heard it was Connor. Oh, they've done something to us. So now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep, I'm going to creep forward and wait to the mm -hmm. point where it starts. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can give me another spot hidden roll. You can get a bonus die this time because you know where roughly to look. 60 is a pass. With the bonus dice, 60 is a pass. Okay. Uh, you can now... Let me get the uh, roll, because someone did actually make a comment in the uh, in the chat that's accurate. Uh, section. Uh, first of all, give me 1d8. Four. Okay, and 1d3. Three. Okay. <laughs> um, you stop just on the point where you start to hear this sound build and you look around you. And it's that point you can see on the ground every so often, not like forming a line, but they're kind of dotted around almost like you would perhaps lay out a minefield. There are these plants that are about a foot tall. They have cylindrical bodies and then green, um, green leaves that come out from the bottom. But the top opens up in this five-point red flower. But the distinctive feature here is you can see they have all turned and pointed in your direction. And this high-pitched screech, which you think is probably beyond the range of human hearing, but not to serpent people, is emanating from each of these plants. Almost like a proximity alarm. Interesting. You can also give me a spot. Um, you can also give me a listen roll. So they want to know if we're trying to bolt. Exactly that. Listen is a sixty-six, which is the pass. Okay. Yeah, off in the distance, some way ahead of you, you're pretty certain you just heard a tree snap. Not like a branch being broken but like a tree being broken in half. And a loud thump. 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 Okay, I'm going to go into serpent person mode. <laughs> and I'm going to wait for this thing. Okay. This would be... One, this would be the wonderful moment if this was cinema, where if you had a if you had a footprint in the ground after it had been raining, that you would see the ripple, yeah, on the water, or a, a cup on a dashboard slowly rings, working their way, uh, rippling in and out from the edge of the glass. You can give me a sanity check, please. Ooh, thirteen. That's good. 
Okay. Uh, it's zero, but you're fairly sure, because maybe about a week before this all started, uh, there was a film that was released that premiered in New York City called King Kong. Lovely, uh, lovely little film and had dinosaurs uh, as stop motion animation. It's a bit different seeing three of them in the flesh and they are stalking through the undergrowth coming uh, through the jungle coming towards you. Each of them has this gold helmet around the top of the head with a green gemstone set in the um, set in the center between the eyes and riding on almost like a harness or seat um, just behind the back of the neck is a serpent person that is also wearing a similar kind of crown. All three of them are coming in slowly, uh, zeroing in on your location. Back to Gerhardt, what are you doing? I just sent you a message that would have liked to have been retroactive before this whole thing started. Oh, a long one, right. Yeah. Uh, you're roughly, uh, you're only going to be about, probably about a couple of hours time zone difference ahead. Okay. So it's definitely going to be, it's easier to do it here than it is in New York because the time, the time difference isn't as great. Uh, but you'll, you'll still have to wait till probably about maybe nine or 10 o'clock this evening um, to be at the right time. All right. And then I would like, you know, as you see. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right, yeah. So yeah, that, that's going to be this evening. Okay. Pretty much when, when the time comes for that. I, yeah, I was still thinking American time. That's why. Yeah. No, no, it's essential. <laughs> oh boy. Oh yeah, you want to go and talk yeah. with yeah. 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 Oh, you you think from the position of the sun overhead, it's probably very early afternoon. So it's you've still got quite a while to wait before that goes down. Right. In which case, we'll skip over to um, to what again then. So yeah, you're going looking for looking for her. Actually, I was going to call her a uh, nurse. Nurse. Okay. In which case, she comes from the main ward. Um, she puts aside a tray with some basically it's like some wet swabs and sponges that she's been using to kind of uh, wipe people down with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you find the? Did you find yes. The yes. I think we're we're putting these together quite well. I think they'll work nicely. How long have you been uh, a nurse here? Here? Oh, about a couple of years now. Oh, you've been working here that long, yeah? Mm. Oh, I, I worked back, back home longer. I used to work in the um, maternity ward. Uh, uh, Mag Magnus told me that you were one of the ones who helped find us out in the woods. Uh, yes. In the jungle. Yeah, there's definitely not woods out here. Yeah. Yes, it was, uh, well, all of us, all the staff here, and then the um, the six poor uh, gentlemen that are in the, the other isolation ward, they weren't seemingly so responsive to the same treatment we gave you. Well, we... Uh, we are from Caduceus, and we have to be very careful to understand because there are not just humanitarian means with Caduceus, there's all sorts of things going on underground. And I'm going to say you understand what I mean, but I'm going to say it in the towel. Um, again, she kind of cocks her head. You're fairly sure feigning ignorance. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not too sure. Your, your friend tried speaking French a little while ago and it wasn't too uh, successful either. Um, uh, I'm quite happy to stick to English if it makes anything easier for you. All right. Well, I, I'm not quite sure whether you're all educated in your ancient language, but... Uh, 
Um, <laughs> French is a pretty old language. I wouldn't call uh, it ancient. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, Natal, you're a snake person. Don't worry, I'm not going to give you away or anything. Um, you've used consume likeness, but you've used the version where you uh, your shadow still looks like a snake person sna uh, version. Okay, give me a spot hidden roll. All right. Oh, two. Uh, she is very slowly putting her hand in her pocket. All right. I say, there's no, there's no need to worry. We're on your side. We came here accidentally. We were we 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 were on a mission in Iceland. Uh, we got back to New York. Uh, we found out there was a plot to destroy the building that the Caduceus were in. We uh, we managed to get there and get most of the people out, but we got trapped in the basement when the building came down, and somehow we woke up here. We're not exactly sure, but. Uh, we thought we were dead <laughs> when the building started coming down. Uh, so, but we're, we're, we're telling a lot of lies to you people because we don't know who you are, but I recognize that you're one of us. So I'm not a snake person. Okay. She, she just, she doesn't say anything. She just looks at you as if she's looking you up and down. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of almost feels like, how a bird of prey might look at something from a height before it swoops down. She just I mean, nods. Uh, and I'm going to, I'll, I, you know, maybe I'll change my tactic. Maybe I'll say, um, after our conversation with Rose Meadham in Iceland, uh, we, uh, we have to be very careful, you know. Which is hmm. true, but it's misleading. <laughs> Okay, you can see her mouth opens. You say you've spoken a lot of lies. What's yeah, about lies the airplane that... crash and all that. We, we weren't on any airplane. Well, I think we both know that. All right. We know that it was uh, some sort of a pheromone trigger that uh, we didn't see coming. We had no idea it would knock us out. Have we really been knocked out for two weeks? No, just about 24 hours. You were brought in last night. Yeah. It seemed, seemed odd. Um, well, we don't. We just want to continue on our mission. I think our next destination was going to be Calcutta, but uh, don't know how we ended up here in the. What is this? Uh, you said Africa. Hmm. Yeah, this is the, uh, the apes call it the Belgian Congo. We thought that it was that there was some sort of a. Uh, something must have happened down in the basement. We managed to get the guards out uh, just before the building crashed. We ran into some sort of vault and woke up here. Well, that's partly the problem because that area is, signif is significantly off limits to those that aren't part of the cult of Yig. Uh, well, you know that we were like actually, us. we were part of the ones that were in Oklahoma that, uh, that made contact with the Yigians, the preacher and the the people there. Oh, Cornfield. Yeah, yeah, that's, that was his name. I forget his name. Hmm. Yeah, his name was Cornfield. Um, nice guy. <laughs> so, she smiles, and there's something predatory in that smile. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll take your word for it. 
So what we're what I'm what I'm guessing then is that somehow my friend Gerhard out there has figured out. Are you guys in the mines? Is that where you guys are located? Because we don't know where your headquarters is. And she raises both both eyebrows at that. You know about the mine already. We're agents of Caduceus. We're not completely ignorant. No, but agents of the inner light also can be very adept in the field. And we need to make sure that you haven't been compromised. Ah, you want to make sure that we're not in a night. You want to make sure that we don't turn into some sort of a blobby black thing that, uh, mm -hmm. speaking of which, I think we just killed one of those before we got to the... The, the, the spawn of the abomination, yes. Yeah. Um, that was who we found. We killed one of them, and there were agents inside Caduceus that had hidden bombs everywhere. And we were trying very hard to find them, but all we could do is pull the fire alarm and get them out. This this would explain why we've had trouble trying to contact anyone after that after last night. Yeah, I was I was sitting here kind of thinking about it, how surprised I was if we were here for two weeks that you didn't already know that. Hmm. I mean, she um, goes over um, goes across the corridor. She goes out of the facility room and into the kitchen, and she kind of gestures for you to uh, to follow. Mm -hmm. And she goes over to a um, basically like a stove in the corner right. where there's a, a kettle on it and says I'm gonna make myself something do you want some um tea yeah yeah that sounds fine okay um give me another spot hidden roll 52 oh got my hat over here uh, I'm not hearing any of this conversation am I I'm in the next room over you can probably hear bits of it I got 52 out of 55, so... Okay. Uh, you catch... She opens up a, um, a small box, a small tin. Mm -hmm. um, you can see she pulls out... Uh, she kind of scoops out some... It looks like a herbal tea that she's making. Um, she also adds or pulls out a small vial which she tips into the pot. And you catch the very faintest hint of a smell of raspberries. Does that trigger a, a, a memory or something? Does she use some been, sort of... Has been mentioned before. Uh, uh, not a poison, but a truth serum, maybe? Uh, you can give me your choice of a hard int roll or a mythos roll. Mm. Oh. Y'all has total recall, too. Oh, yes, that's a good point. Yeah, in which that's case, I've forgotten about no, that. No, I, I don't think it was you and me that got total recall. I've yeah. got it, too. Oh, you got it as well? Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, I think he picked it up afterwards. Um, you go back to... Uh, kind of, your mind suddenly spins back to that moment where... I think don't think you were there but heard afterwards Connor, uh, Magnus, and I think it was Angel uh, that went to the safe house and when they found, with Medium's regards, um, or smeared in blood on the wall, that there was a vial... Um, that had some residual liquid in there that smelled of raspberries. Uh, you are aware of such thing called the domination serum, which is a serpent person mind control device or mind control liquid that she has laced the t uh, least laced the tea with that is currently coming to the boil. Okay. Outside, in fact, we'll go back to the good doctor and Magnus. Whereabouts are you? 
I, I'm um, doing. Yeah, I think while well, last you left us, we were planning to slip off and start searching some of the other buildings. Yep. Um, in the village. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're going out there and trying to find anything odd. Yeah, which is good because they're probably going to be distracted by the shipment that's just coming. So there is that. Um, you yeah. can see there is looks like a group of the uh, the locals are kind of banding together. Um, seems like they're trying to form a party. They're getting sticks ready that they're kind of wrapping with cloth and then uh, getting ready to set on fire. So torches that when they get close enough, they can use to wave the flies away. It seems like a group of them are getting ready to go out and try and retrieve the crate. Mm-hmm. Um, so people aren't paying you a massive amount of attention. Um, both give me a stealth roll just to see if you are being particularly blatant. Um, hard pass. Um, may I push my roll? <laughs> I I can think of a good result if you fail it. So yeah, give, you can you can roll it again. Because I I finished up in the lab with the first part of what Audi was doing, but then I the second part I was planning to go out with Magnus. So. All right, so here's my here's my push. Trying to be extra, you know, paying lots of attention to being. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't want to embarrass myself in front of Magnus. Oh, you will if you fail it. <laughs> oh dear God! Wow. Um, one second. Wow, I have such a good, uh, such a good stealth, but my roll has been really bad twice. Uh, <laughs> you, can't, you can't spend luck on a push, and you can't spend luck on a push. No, you can't spend nope. luck on a push. No. Yeah, I rolled, right. my, my push was an eighty-three. <laughs> Excellent. Right. What what happens then? Um, you two start going round, and it's it all starts so well. Um, that you start going around the back of these large, uh, the large main structures, I and mean, the the shanty town area. I mean, there's there's well over a hundred, probably two hundred people in this relatively small area. So you're you're kind of walking the line between where the actual village proper starts, and then when the shanty town starts, so that border area. And you notice there are actually a couple of small outhouses um, at the back of these buildings. Um, one of them you get close to, which looks slightly bigger than the others. It looks, it almost has a degree of reverence here, like it's maybe like the, not like a town hall, it's actually a private residence, but might be the tribal leader's um, hut. And behind that, there is this actually slightly bigger outhouse. It almost is a bit like a shed at the back. Um, it's a little not ramshackle, but certain bits of it look as though they really do need to um, be uh, be more well kept. There's lots of fishing li- uh, fishing lines and fishing nets up here, which you have to work your way around fairly adeptly and then kind of dart across to another place where you're then getting out of the way of the line of sight of anyone that might be in the shanty town. Magnus goes straight through without any, without any issue. The good doctor tries to follow in his footsteps only to trip over the butt of a fishing uh, fishing rod, and then gets wrapped up in um, oh, in no. these big fishing nets that uh, that run between the back of the building and this hut, 
and staggers and tries to uh, tries to find his footing and just slams into the wall of the hut. <laughs> Doing so, cracks the wood on the side of the bil- on the side of the um, the side yeah, of the shed. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also that it's uh, say it is a little bit worse for wear, and some of the bits of wood here are evidently rotten. He smacks something, and you hear the sound of glass, as in the a ting, and then a rolling sound, almost like a bowling ball rolling, and then an almighty crash as this thing hits the deck. You can give me a luck. Um, the good doctor can give me a luck roll because you really don't want this thing to break. Shit, oh, no. oh, so many bad rolls. It's just all coming down so quickly. 78 out of my 62 luck. Oh, God. There is an almighty crash as this glass, whatever it is, this glass thing that just rolled out and then hit the deck from a, a height of about two or three feet. And that's when you start to hear the sound of buzzing flies. Thousands of them. Oh, oh! I, I, I'm turning around. I, I'm, I'm running back to the hospital. R- running in the best way that a man who's wrapped up in fishing nets uh, can run. Uh, just to clarify, uh, just was as... that was that in the the so he hit um, the big hut or the shed? The shed at the back. The shed at the back. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Magnus, as you're turning around at the sound of breaking glass. You turn just as you see the good doctor trying to basically uh, almost like do a sack race, hopping away, um, just as this swarm of tetsy flies starts to erupt through the hole that he's broken in the wall. At the same time, um, just behind the tree line, Connor sees three Tyrannosaurus Rexes coming his way. What does he do? Are they are they charging at me, or are they just like trotting? They up? are being they're being stealthy at the moment. They they are definitely zoning in on you, but they are trying to remain quiet. Okay, I want to, I want to climb up to a height where I can pounce on one of the people <laughs> riding on the back. Okay, give me a stealth roll. Climbing isn't an issue; it's whether you do it without being seen. Come on, come on. Okay, twenty six is hard. Okay. Okay, right. You you get up. The, they haven't. start looking around. Uh, they zero in on where you were. All three of them, you can see they're scanning the area. There's just heavy breathing as they're almost horizontal. The legs, say, stick up bolt upright, and then the head looks forward and is counterbalanced by the tail going the other way. You can see the three serpent person handlers on top also looking around. Okay, can I leap (laughs) to attack one of the handlers? (laughs) Okay, you are pouncing from above. Uh, this will definitely be a surprise attack, so I'm not going to roll any defense. Uh, this is going to be your fighting brawl. I uh, say also being that you are coming from above with a certain degree of momentum behind you, I'll give you a bonus die. Okay, 46. And what the bo- okay, 46 is a pass. Okay, you, des- you descend on, um, say you go for the middle one. Mm-hmm. You've got the other two flanking you. Um, you land and basically grapple him. Well, describe how you wish to perform your maneuver. Um, I'm coming down and I'm basically just uh, I'm tearing the helmet off of him and shoving him off the T-Rex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, in which case, you grab this thing. Um, 
the moment it leaves contact with the serpent person's skull, the T-Rex goes apeshit. It starts to roar, of which the whole village will hear this thing happen. I don't and like to try to... I would like Google to try and wear it as fast as possible. Okay. I think that that, as you're currently kind of dancing, holding on, almost like playing buckaroo with this thing, trying to hold on to the, uh, the seat harness, crowning all this, the filigree on one hand and holding on with the other, that is where we will leave it for tonight. Our players included Stuart Lipley, Jason Melnichok, Morgan Llewellyn, Zane Fleming and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments we enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming. Thank you.